mentioned that there's little places in people's houses that are like the Bermuda Triangle. Things go there, and or, you know, oh. you find them ten years later or something. <laughs> well, mine. Oh, there! I was looking for oh, like I know the the <laughs> nose piece to my glasses. At some point, I'm gonna find that, like on the car seat or on the floor of the car or something like that. And it'll be because I think I, I can't remember where I lost it. Is the thing. I remember taking my glasses off once and it feeling weird, and then after that, I kind of noticed my glasses were kind of uncomfortable, and I thought I should fix those, and I didn't. And when I took them off, the nose piece was gone. <laughs> so who knows? Where so it who was. knows what the heck happened to it, Diane? But something that you know you can always kind of count on when you're you know around the house and you know living your life. Yeah. You can always count on it's. <laughs> Nine o'clock straight up, Saturday, January the 1st, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. The Bill and Diane Show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hmm, that was a little a slightly <laughs> discordant, but hey, probably appropriate <laughs> for the occasion, wouldn't you say? <laughs> well, here we sit in the festive. I mean, you know, I thought I'd be way more hungover than this, didn't you? <laughs> After the revelry of last evening. You know, if there's one thing that we know how to do here in the treehouse, it's party. We are, you know, we are just those kind of people. It's a it's a land of debauchery. And, I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. And, uh, you know, what was the, who's the, yeah, the Greek god of the... the uh, yeah, I am an egg. Bacchanalian. Bacca, yes, Bacchanalian, uh, uh, you know, something. Orgy of weirdness. <laughs> and still, in bed before 10 p.m. Uh, I, you know, I didn't get woke up by any fireworks last night. I didn't either. Usually, I didn't hear a... the fireworks wake me up. Yeah. Either we were so... After three or four hours. Either, either we were so hung... Yeah, we were so, we were so wasted. We were so wasted yeah, that... By yeah. the end of our party. As you all know, <laughs> we were not drunk last night. No, no. Nor the night before, nor the night before that. And in fact, uh, the only hungover part of it uh, (laughs) in our lives might have been from getting the booster shot. shot, (laughs) Which was on Wednesday, right? And it was quite the experience, too, because. Oh, yeah, we had to do the we had to do the trudge through the frozen Arctic tundra (laughs) uh, to get there. Actually, it wasn't tundra. It was ice and snow. We had to walk about a mile up to the Safeway store. uh, up on Aurora, north of us. And but we were going to get that booster. That's come. right. And I'd actually done a reconnaissance trip the day before, just trying to figure out basically how long it was going to take us to get there so that we didn't miss our appointment. Turned out we, you know, you had, you had planned our arrival a half an hour before they even, they even started serving uh, booster shots. So we were first in line. We were first so in I line. I got the first shot of the day. I got the second shot of the day. There at the Safeway And store. I did feel... A little yeah, icky. We both, yeah, I think you felt more icky than I did. I just felt weird and kind of that kind of weird kind of feeling you get where you're kind of pre-chilly. You know, you kind of get the chills and then you know you're getting a fever. It was like that, that little tickle. Well, I actually you, did get a little bit of a fever, yeah. like a, a, degree, a degree. But, mm-hmm. but it did make me feel kind of icky. Yeah. So spent... Most of Thursday, most of Thursday, just, uh, well, I was working, but um, after work, And I actually came home from getting the shot, and I had gotten a text from 
from my boss and wondering if I could Uber into work. And I, was, I had to text her back and say, you know, I'm texting you on a dumb phone. I don't have Uber. I don't have an app. I don't know how to work it. And so she actually came and got me, which was I thought was very nice. Yeah. And so I got to work for a few hours on Thursday. And I felt okay while I was there. Yeah. You know, I did. But later in the evening, I was, I definitely felt kind of more run down and ready to sleep. It's so, it's such an odd sensation. First of all, I always feel like you're almost, when you're planning your shot after the second shot, you know that you're going to feel icky. So it's almost like planning an illness, which you never do. But I think we planned it pretty well. We planned it pretty well. And then um, the other thing that was strange about it is that you you feel really not great at all and you're used to with an illness it escalating into the next level but then the next morning you wake up and you're feeling like yeah i'm great well <laughs> no. dodged a bullet there <laughs> yeah kind of thing type of deal sort of situation but we did not want to but all that being said you have to admit it's been a hectic week here in like amphetamine as per usual has it been, though, really? Shh, pardon me. I'm going to have another drink of coffee. <laughs> it's a catchphrase, Diane. It doesn't have to actually be true. Anymore. Ew, boy. We don't, I don't think... Oh. That's good coffee. What we, what we have to do is we have to redefine hecticity so that each and every week can be a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine. Well, like last weekend was Christmas, and mm-hmm. we had done the show right before um, Alice and James, James arrived. And, yeah, and we had a lovely time with them we had breakfast we had sausage and eggs really good sausage mm. like that sausage very much and uh and had a few there were a few gifts to exchange and stuff like that but mostly it was just great to see the kiddos and the kiddos were continuing down to tacoma to spend christmas with at my mom's house that diane and i had decided you know because of our nervousness about covid and driving and what was potentially going to be a snowy afternoon um had decided not to go but Alice and James decided to go so they were down there and Alice was sending us pictures during the day and I felt like I was well and I had no regrets that we did not go down they did have a bit of a dicey drive the drive home I guess was was rough not because there was snow on the road but because it was kind of slush was falling from the sky and visibility was rough that was the thing I was worried about the most because I don't see that well at night anymore and other than that it was a quiet oh well it was it was kind of busy right during the the time before um christmas eve but this last week has been quiet at work because this is the week that is quiet yeah it's quiet pretty and much so it. it was actually quite a pleasant week I, other than i mean like right now we are bundled up to the hilts we're right we're wearing caps. We're wearing. I'm wearing a cashmere sweater under a sweatshirt, with a, a woolly scarf. These polar fleece sweatpants, <laughs> leg warmers over the sweatpants, warm socks, and I'm. And so- I <laughs> am wearing a, a fleece cap, and a. Uh, I'm wearing a long john top, actually polypropylene long johns. You know. And underneath a flannel shirt, and I've got a lovely knit poncho over the top of that that Diane gave me. 
and uh, you know ponchos are fantastic they're like wearing blankets around the house it is nice Nice. Yeah, yeah, our our heat Wait, pump I'm has not finished. Oh, I, sorry. And jeans and Nordic socks and Teva sandals. Thank you very much. Yes, our heat pump has not been keeping up with the cold, which is we were given to understand that this would be true. So yeah, we when, were we when, were prepared. We knew that if it was sub freezing for multiple days, we would have to take evasive action, and that's what we've been doing. I have been going out and pouring hot water to de-ice the uh, outdoor unit. Uh, every couple of days, need to do that again today. I know it's on my list, and uh, so we're just sitting here all bundled up. But the candles are lit, and it's lovely and festive as but, always. In our... But in a way, there's something kind of cool about getting all bundled up. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's certainly nothing wrong with it as long as the pipes don't freeze and we don't have you know water leaking everywhere or something like that. You know, we're yeah. we're actually pretty good, and I don't think our house gets cold enough for that. Other than that, we've been sort of adventuring in our imaginations into different stories, I think. That's pretty much been the week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I listened to an audio book. Oh, I should know the name of the author. It's Juliet something. Uh, but it's the book News of the World. There was a recent film with Tom Hanks, a film adaptation of the book. And the book is really good. And I've not been able to listen to an audio book very well up till now because I keep get, I get distracted. Oh, wow. But this one held my attention. Well, I usually, when I'm listening to audio books, I'm usually doing something else, but I still can keep my mind on what's going on yeah. somehow. Like, you know, making soup or something, which right. I'm going to do today. Ah. I'm going to make soup and pumpkin pie. Oh, my goodness. Well, people, then it's an auspicious day because the house is going to smell lovely. And there will be a couple of extra little heat sources, though they may be, uh, you know, only temporary. But uh, the crock pot, one can go in and warm one's hands on the crock pot as the soup is cooking. Well, and I wanted, to, I wanted to mention that this week, in the last seven days, there have been uh, several auspicious birthdays and one upcoming. Uh, Roland Birch, my friend since middle school, had his birthday on the 29th. He is celebrating his Beatles song birthday this year. He is 64. And uh, Katrina Knight uh, a, of the Treehouse Concerts, one of the stars of the Treehouse Concert, and a friend that I, we have made pretty much virtually. Yeah, um, we have made quite a few friends virtually. Yes, had her birthday. This weekend, as did Holly Trout Cooper. That's right, I forgot about Holly, another old, old friend from way, way back at church and uh, who has also been a Treehouse regular at her birthday. And my, my best friend since we were nine years old, Tim Swiger, is having his birthday on Monday. His Beatles song birthday. And for Tim, that's got way deeper meaning. The Beatles are kind of his... Uh, his Tao Te Ching, you know, his, yeah. his oracle of choice, and uh, not a bad one. You know, my my Beatles song birthday seemed to come and go pretty darn fast. Mm. You mean that whole year? Yeah. Uh -huh. Because huh. I felt like I was just in it, and then I was out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always have problems with birthdays, because I don't understand why birthdays are celebrated at the end of the year. 
because you know the day you celebrate your 64th birthday is actually the day you turn 65. Well, that is tr very true. Yeah. You are very correct about that. I know. It's just always been something that kind of itches in the back of my head. It's a bit of an irritant, don't you? How old is your baby? Zero. <laughs> no, you don't say that. You say she's 18 months. Yeah. But that's the end of it. <laughs> Baby's zero. Well, <laughs> in essence. <laughs> well, um, happy birthday to all these dear people. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of wanted to talk about our adventures in imagination from yesterday. Yes. We continued our, uh, our foray into Dickens by watching a... There have been so many... Versions. Versions of Great Expectations. I, I don't even know how many there have been. There, I mean, if you look and say Great Expectations film, it just brings up a long list. But yeah. I had never seen the one with Helena Bonham Carter as Miss Havisham. It was good. It and was so done we decided in 2013, to... and it was a movie. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the idea of trying to compress that book into a two, even a two-hour movie is... And it wasn't that long, um, but I thought they did a pretty good job. I thought they. But there were there were sections of it that were just like boom 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 boom. boom. Things were just happening, happening, happening. But they got a lot in. But one of the things I was thinking as I was watching that movie, and and man, I've read the book. It was as I have mentioned on a previous uh, Bill and Diane show. It was the first Dickens I ever read. Yeah. Um, and I remember so well reading that book. I can remember the cover of the book. Yeah, uh, I remember the cover of the one I read, too. Uh, it was a Scholastic Book Services uh, edition. And I remember my astonishment about how deeply I got into that book. I did not want to stop reading it. And that was when I realized, for, for real... That there's a reason why these are classic books. <laughs> that, yeah. that it isn't just, you know, you got to read this for your own good. But, yeah, but it's actually, a, they it's are a very really absorbing books. Yeah, they yeah. are wonderful stories, wonderfully told and and written. Yeah. And Dickens can can create characters like no one's business, you know. So That's true. Um, we watched that. So we watched that, and and. The, it was kind of interesting because however many times I read that story, I still felt sort of surprised by some of the things that were happening. I thought, uh -huh. how could I possibly well, uh, You be... forget how many things happen in that book. Yeah. There are so many things. And when the, when the pieces start falling into place, it's like, it's like an avalanche of pieces falling into place. And it, it's like, wow. Well, one of the things I told you after we watched it is I said, you know, when I was younger, I used to always think that authors just put in all these these strange connections between people that were unexpected, you know, that that um, Estella was the daughter of Magwitch and the, you know, the, all these these people had some interwoven connection with each other. But in actuality, that is the way that life is, which is kind of always astonishing. You'll find out that somebody that you knew was also a friend of the another person that you knew, and 
And you feel like, how did all that happen, yeah. you know? Ray Fiennes played Magwitch. I thought he did a great job. That scene where they're where the cops are oh, taking yeah. him away and he looks back at Pip. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was just really well done. It was, it was a really wonderfully well done. done. He because, was wonderful in yeah. that role. Yeah. Everybody did a great job in that. Anyway, I, I enjoyed that very much. So and if you want to hear, if you want to watch a movie of great expectations and you, you've only got a couple hours to spend, there you go. It's, yeah. it, was a, it was almost like the movie was for people who had read the book. Yeah, or, something or like seen that. other movies. Or something, so they knew that they knew the characters well enough because you didn't really, I mean, you didn't really get to know the characters as deeply as you do in the book, right? Which is the thing I always uh, have trouble with about movie adaptations of books is that you don't get to know, you don't see the character in as many different situations and stuff like that, so or in as many different yeah. conversations or whatever. Well, especially Wemmick and his yeah. aged P, the aged parent. Right. And I remember reading about Wemmick and Aged Parent in, in yeah. that and first least, reading. I just, I just love that. One of the things about, about Great Expectations is there's, there's so many characters who, who turn out to be good people. Who could, who you, when you first meet them, you know, they could go either way. You don't really know. I mean, Magwitch, is, I guess, is the, the, the biggest example of that. But the guy you were just talking about, Wemmick, Wemmick is also one of those characters that, you know, because of he works for for J Jagger for Jagger, so you don't know because Jagger is kind of somebody that seems great at the beginning and it turns out not to be as great. And then there's characters who turn out, who, who appear to be not great who turn out right. to be great. Well, I think that Jagger is not exactly that he's not great, but he's just a consummate lawyer. Right. But but it kind um, of the it shows you. But Wemmick is a a person who works in an office and serve a functionary, and that's. Yeah. That's one of the things that is wonderful about functionary types is that you may find them to be as whimsical and playful outside as right. you can imagine. Right. I mean, I consider myself in that role myself. So, But then we also watched, uh, we took the, the plunge because it's rather a pricey uh, rental. rental. Yeah. But we watched Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. Yeah. And that was well worth the price. It was well worth the price. Yeah. So if you have, I don't want to talk too much about it, spoiler-wise, because it is a new release. But it's definitely uh, worth worth watching. It's it's got everything. You know. Yeah, worth. I mean, I laughed aloud many oh, yeah. many times for a, for a serious topic movie. Um, it was. It just was amazing. Yeah. I will remember some of those scenes. It was almost like little vignettes. Yep. And and those vignettes were so powerful in their own right that I think I will just remember the vignettes yeah. of them. And Judy Dench oh. really shines. And Kieran Hines. Oh, Kieran Hines is great. So They were wonderful. You know, so that was a delightful day. And the child who, yeah, the kid who, who played plays. Buddy, yeah. he was a fantastic actor. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, yeah, that was our New Year's Eve fair, mm. and it was wonderful. And especially, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about Belfast from a place that's not giving any spoilers necessarily, but, but just saying that in times when things are tough, 
and in the Belfast things are tough and that there are always moments of joy and I, I've been thinking about that a lot recently because I just read this morning in the New York Times this article about how people are just being mean to customer service representatives because they are so um, you know just they're they're so much affected by all the the bad things that are happening that their patience is gone they and there's a lot of rudeness and a lot of physical violence and everything and I was reading that and I think was thinking this morning how could we possibly overcome this and then I thought about that movie last night because it, it you just have to do it on your individual basis that that's all you have the power to do mm. you can influence other people through your own maintenance of trying to keep your own life from devolving into mm. that state but um but i think that part of the thing is to always see the little bits of magic that are surrounding you at all times and not to become blind to it just because things are not going well in in general terms. And I've thought a lot about that because aren't we always in some state of disarray? I mean, I don't think that there's ever been a time we... Well, you were you we posted haven't. that post uh, on your... or shared that post that uh, your friend had posted the other day about a, someone born in the year 1900 and what they would have seen. And I think, you know, you, if you're born at any time in history, you're going to have... Yeah, if you take a slice out of that yeah, if history. You wanna, if you want to yeah. uh, talk about what has happened in our lifetime, let's talk about the assassinations in the 60s, the civil unrest in Kent State and the Vietnam War. And, the, you know, and just it, you start rattling them off and it's been yeah. one, one crisis has morphed into another crisis or they overlap they you know there's seldom a time when there's not something horrendous going on but that's why i think that the elders because in this movie the elders were sort of this grounding force and i think it's so important for us as elders to be that grounding force and to and the reason why you can be is because you have gone through so many things right. and you can say this is this is always things are always changing the storm will pass things will happen good things and bad things are going to happen and you must and you, you must remain at, you look grounded at, at your children and you realize how much future they have left compared to you yeah and so if it's dangerous i mean it's like you know yes move go get out of here yeah, you know? but you don't really consider leaving yourself. You know, I mean that's I think that's part of being an elder also because the old folks are the ones who stay. Because this piece slice of life isn't that different from other slices they've already lived through, and so it doesn't seem as threatening on some level. Plus, they don't yeah. have as much future that they're building towards anymore, so there's no reason to go somewhere else. Well, may so, I just say, without uh, giving away any of the movie Belfast, that it is about as autobiographical of of Kenneth Branagh's life, and um, as a fictional piece can be. Right. And 
knowing what happened to him and how he, what has happened in his life was quite uh, moving to me, watching it and knowing what he has done. Of course, he's a person who's high on my list of heroes because he made Shakespeare understandable to me. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm a huge fan of what he has wrought in the world. Rot? Rot. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, that's what's been happening. It's kind of a isolated time. Our car is unusable at this time. I mean, we probably could have done, you know, I could have done a full day's work and maybe cleared a path, but my back has not been in a place where I felt like doing that or felt like I could um, without hurting myself. So I haven't done that. It's been pretty wonderful to have been isolated with someone you love so much and feel like is so entertaining on a constant basis as you are, Bill Davy. Me? <laughs> yes. Oh. oh. Yes. Well, I've enjoyed it immensely. Well, I've, I've had a good time too. I, I, you know, I hope you don't just like me for the entertainment value. <laughs> Although that's, you know, not bad. That's a lot of what you are, though. <laughs> And we got some good music, too. Speaking of elders, um, as everyone knows, I am quite avid uh, follower of Celtic music because I just love the music. And and chieftains are really, uh, they're credited with being the, the group that made this kind of music popular. And they are consummate musicians and... Uh, the reason why I found them um, recently or thought of uh, listening to them again was because of the song um, The Bells of Dublin Christmas Eve, which I was listening to the other day. It's just such a joyous... I, I actually even posted on my page because I just said, if you want to have a joyous Christmas music to listen to this morning, this is what you can listen to it's just a joyous piece but um but then i started listening to the essential uh, chieftains and just loved the whole album it was i mean not album i don't even know it's just a a grouping of a playlist of their their music and um so i suggested that as our music for today there you go so you know get out your dancing shoes and happy Happy New Year! Yep!